This is just a smidge more with Brandy Henson. I'm Holly Stillings, and this is everything you want to know without an appointment. This is a weekly podcast where medical profession and real life collide. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Back for another episode of Just a Smidge More. I'm Holly Stillings. And of course, we have Brandy Henson Hello. here. And Carrie McCoy. Hi. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I'm back. She's back. <laughs> so Carrie McCoy is a psychotherapist. And we had her on a couple episodes ago. And we had so many comments about how what great advice she gave and different comments that people took away from the conversation. And we were like, you know what? We're bringing Carrie back. We've got questions and wanted to rap about adolescence this time. Ooh. <laughs> right in the thick of it. It's right in the thick of it. So hi, Carrie. Hi. How's it going? Good. I just want to say about adolescence. I always thought because I was a therapist that my kids would not be like your typical adolescent. <laughs> They'd skip that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was very, very unrealistic. Oh, really? And Carrie, how old are your kids? Um, Remind so, us. Um, my youngest is 18 and my oldest is 19. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yep. So you know. So yeah. you've made it through. I've made it through. <laughs> and you have I've, both boys. You have both boys, yeah, two right? boys, yep. And Carrie looks very happy, okay? Yes. She looks very mentally balanced. <laughs> I know. You <laughs> are very glowy today. Oh, thank very you. Her vibe is very mental balanced. <laughs> her thin slice. When I look at her, that's my thin slice of her. <laughs> she knows everything. So our kids are right in the thick of it, right? Oh, yes. You know? preteens, teenagers, and oh my gosh, I worry so much. I mean, I'm a worrier just by trade, Nature, you yeah. know, I mean, you're a six for I'm, sure. I'm a six. <laughs> the you are too. Oh yeah. I didn't say I wasn't. Yes. We are both worriers. So we don't really balance each other out in that aspect, <laughs> you know, and other things we do, but not that one. Um, and you know, there's so many social pressures going on Yeah, and Okay, let's just start here. I see a lot of teachings from maybe it's parental guidance, maybe it's just seeing it at, you know, um, at school with other kids. I see this kind of the strong survive. And if you aren't this person, you're, you're, you're survival of the fittest, survival yeah. of the fittest. And I know it was bad when we went to school. I know, you know, the, the bullying or, you know, the mean girls or whatever. I know it was bad when we went to school, but I feel like it is so much worse now. I agree. Well, now there's social media. Yeah. Yeah. And social media, it's so hard for adults to emotionally handle and, you know, find a mental balance with it. And I can't imagine what it's like for kids. Yeah. And now with Snapchat and you have, you know, I didn't even realize this, but did you know that like with Snapchat, you can find your location like all the kids, like if all your friends are in one space, they can see that yes. or it's crazy. Yeah. I, I just, I can't imagine it. Yeah. It's wild. It's like, there's no privacy. Mm -mm. There's no privacy yeah. at all. No. And then they get to see what they're being left out of too. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And our whole world is running off social media. Now, if you have a business, you have to be in social media. Yep. You absolutely have to do it and you have to be savvy with it. There's so much to learn. Yeah. Um, it's a very complicated time. And, you know, I was just thinking like, what 
what are these behaviors that parents need to be aware of? Like, what are some of the red flags that come right off the bat that you as a parent, I mean, we know, like, if you're finding drugs in your kid's backpack, that's a red flag. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. That's more than a red well, flag. I know that, okay? I'm just... Mayday. I'm yeah. just... Mayday, right? But what are some of the little signs? Because, okay, I'll use this for an example. Lately, when I pick up the kids from school, I ask them, I have this routine, right? Like, how was your day? How, what happened? You know, one of my kids started a new school this year. So I was a little bit more hyper-focused on questioning. That he loves, by the way. Yes, he does. (laughs) Thank goodness. But I was so hyper-focused on like, you know, did you have a good day? And, you know, what did you do at lunch? And. And there were all these questions, right? And I realized it's become my script. And Mm. I do always have a script when I pick up the kids, like, um, who'd you eat lunch with? What'd you do? What did your friend have for lunch? Like, I don't know, just anything. What did your friend have for lunch? And that is the most interesting (laughs) question. And that is actually one of my favorite questions. Really? Yeah, because they're going to know. They'll tell you. Yep. Like, my son will be like, oh, he bought three cinnamon rolls for lunch. (laughs) Well, that's nutritious. (laughs) I know. And I was like, I want to be his mom. Like, that's... That's amazing. But just this questioning pattern. And I thought to myself, am I doing uh, good or harm? Because your kids know you as a parent. And like, is it healthy or is it not healthy? Because then does that put the pressure on them? Mm, I think it's really healthy because okay, you're asking God. open <laughs> you're asking open-ended questions and you're really trying to have open communication. Right. I mean, I think that's a really big thing. So see, we've always made our girls ever since like preschool, we would always say, tell me one good and one bad, because I never wanted them plopping in the car and being like, how's your day? Fine. Right. Right. Good. Whatever. Like, no, you're going to tell me one good and one bad. And then what I started doing recently, and I don't know how much they like it, but I don't really care, is on the way to school, like I always pray with them. But on the way to school now, our new tradition is they have to tell me two things they're grateful for. Mm -hmm. And it can't just be like my family and my dogs like my Christian Dior lip gloss <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure that was on Harper's but I really and it like at first they're like this is stupid but I I tell them like you could either have an attitude of like gratitude Attitude, yeah or you can have a bad attitude so I've always made them and they do not like it and sometimes they'll test me when I pick them up from school I'm like how is your day and they know how it's gonna the conversation's gonna go right don't even try it right and if they say good I'd be like "Mm, that's not good enough one good and one bad and they'll be like like this is not something new we've been doing this what eight and six years now which is why I ask what did your friend have for lunch (laughs) (laughs) well if I ask my daughter's like oh does so and so like who does so and so like and literally she'll be like mom that's so weird don't ask who my friends like like yeah. like i'm being nosy which yeah. i am i guess I've asked but, that too actually yeah. and that's the most interesting topic besides what they have for lunch yeah <laughs> that's true and it, it, there our kids are at an age where they are preteens. they are at the beginning of being a real teenager so they are starting to get into these romantic relationships yeah they've had the friendship um our girls have gone through their mean girl you know, situations because we've talked about Mm -hmm. it and now they're moving into you know moving on to boys and all this Mm. all these other topics but it's it's the age where you can't I can't tell my 13 year old anything because she'll say things were different in your time I'm like 
Do you think I was born in the 1800s? The 1500s. Really? So, or she'll say, you don't know. Like, she thinks that I know nothing. And I'll try to tell her, like, this thing that you think is such a big deal, I promise you in, like, next year, this is not going to matter. But she will, she just says, you don't know. Or if I push her too much, she'll say, I'll stop telling you things, which I don't think she would, but I'm not going to test it. So, right. So, like, what is, okay, we'll go from... Let's say 11 because Harper, well, Harper's a spicy 11, but <laughs> 11, 12 to like 18. Like what is normal and like what are some red flags? Well, I definitely just want to say again, validate that I love that you asked the open ended questions and then you are teaching them like relational skills, right? Just to be able to talk, share openly. Now, it would look different if they share something with you and then they're criticized for it. Teens are very, very sensitive when it comes to like criticism. They they might actually take a lot of, they take it automatically as a criticism. Mm -hmm. So you almost just have to be careful that because as soon as I go into lecture mode, my boy's eyes gloss Mm -hmm. over like, oh, here she goes again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I just love the idea of like having that open line of communication because it's going to be important, especially if they make mistakes if something happens, right? So I would say working with adolescents too in therapy, um, a lot of Probably the biggest thing to look for is change in grades. Usually a change in grades is something is going on that's not good. That is very interesting. I would never think of that. Yep. I mean, I guess maybe I would, but that wouldn't have been one of my first questions that comes to Mm -hmm. mind. Well, um, as a parent, we'd automatically be like, why aren't you doing your work? Or you're being lazy. Like those things could come out and knowing your kid, hey, what's going on? This isn't like you. Right. So that's probably one of the biggest, I would say. Mm -hmm. There's definitely something going on. And then big changes in behavior. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be moody. But one thing that's really interesting with teens and depression is teens will show more irritability um, than like an adult who's experiencing depression. Mm -hmm. So irritability could be a red flag to look for um, along with like anhedonia, lack of interest Mm -hmm. in the things they enjoy. Yeah. Being lethargic. I mean, there's a criteria, but to me, those are the biggest ones. Um, Another one, because self-harm, we're seeing it more and more, self-harm, cutting. Cutting does not necessarily equal suicidal ideation. Um, It could be a teen's way of coping. Mm -hmm. Um, So if all of a sudden you see them wearing long sleeves, um, they don't want to wear a bathing suit anymore, if we're Mm -hmm. we're talking about a girl, because they will cut on their inner thighs or their arms. Interesting. So I would say those are probably the biggest. And you're going to freak out as a parent if you see that. Just asking them, hey, I know that can be a coping skill, but as a parent, we automatically think, oh my gosh, they're suicidal. Right. So, but it's okay to ask that question too. And that's why we're doing this today is because there are a lot of parents out there that are listening or they don't know how to take the first steps to get into therapy or to get their child into therapy. And we wanted to make this conversation um, very informative about what to look for, what are the absolute red flags and to know that there is help out there. Like, you know, if you see your child doing this or that or whatever it is, um, just 
kind of bring this to the surface. And so we don't have so many questions in our head as parents. And we're going to also link, we also always link Carrie's information here. And we will also link some other very helpful um, teen websites or um, uh, help centers along with this website. So follow up with that if you need more information after this podcast. I love that. So that's very interesting about, you know, the cutting is like a big thing now. I mean, I don't know if it's a big thing. I shouldn't say that, but I feel like it's way more prevalent today than like when we were kids. It's probably not. I don't know. But you hear about it more. And the other thing, the grade dropping. So that was a big issue that you were saying that that's a red flag to look for. Is there anything else? See, I I automatically want to say like, oh, a change in friends. But developmentally, teens are in identity versus role confusion. I may have talked about this before, but they try on different hats, Mm -hmm. right? And so a sudden change of clothing, attire, that's pretty developmentally appropriate. Mm -hmm. So even a change in friends could be now, if those behaviors that I was talking about change, Mm -hmm. then I would say, okay, we have to talk because kids will also rebel. So if you say, I don't want you hanging out with them, Mm -hmm. guess what they're going to probably do right so just keeping like going back to the original what I what I was praising you both for having that open line of communication your kids will know that you are safe does that mean they're going to tell you everything no Mm -hmm. of course not yeah yeah because they want to have privacy they don't want you to know everything right but if they know that you're safe they will come to you yeah what do you think about phones like oh. <laughs> that's a hard one. So it is so but, hard. But you know, I've asked a lot of friends. You know, their perspective. Actually, friends that have older children and have been with kids with phones for a while and everything. And like, what is your family protocol? And what are the right? Because I know they need to have their autonomy and yeah. like to feel like they have privacy that you trust them. So, what would you say as a therapist as a good practice measure for families? I know we take the phone out of the room at night and yeah. it's all in a central location, all electronics. I feel like that everyone kind of knows that now that's step one but what else would you like to share with us about that I don't even like I don't think there's like a specific age I think every child's different depending on like maturity level but I also think in California especially two parents usually are working so sometimes we need it to communicate to me a big conversation that needs to be had is uh, talking about porn and the dangers of porn because Interesting. the internet, yeah. you yeah. can find anything. Yeah, you Google yeah. one word and there's a whole lot of yes. stuff that yeah. it comes up. And so talking to your kids about that, especially boys, right? Because mm-hmm. it is more prevalent in boys, but girls too. The dangers of it is that kids may think that that's what's normal, whatever yeah. they're watching. Mm-hmm. Yes. They may now associate arousal. Mm -hmm. or even orgasm with whatever they're watching. The problem with that is the younger age they are, the more they need to up the ante. So So you could be talking about violent porn. So maybe it's just because I'm in the field, but I naturally think those conversations, as awkward as they are, just have them anyway. Yes, just have them anyways. Mm -hmm. You can even say, this is awkward. I know that, Mm -hmm. but I just want... um, The other thing is... You just listened to a podcast today on this and that... (laughs) 
babysit <laughs> yeah. to talk to your children. Yes. <laughs> the other thing is, is, um, is like blackmail. Like if you, mm-hmm. if you, kids are like sending pictures on Snapchat of their body parts, like yeah. kids could use that against them. And like, you almost have to. Yes. Because they might think, well, that won't happen to me. Like, talk yeah. to them about it. Of course, it always goes back to, like, age-related, age-appropriate, right? I mean, you don't need to tell your six-year-old mm-hmm. right. the dangers of porn. But, you know, I don't even know the statistics. Are kids watching it at a much younger age? Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably, right? Because it's more prevalent. Accessible. Yeah. yeah. It's right. more accessible. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, even when we had the sex talk with both of our girls, what was it, two years ago? Three, three yeah. years ago? I think it's in fifth we grade. We had it with, no, we had it with the girls before they had it in Good. school. Oh, yeah, we did and too. And I, you know, Chad was like, I'm not sure Harper's age appropriate. She was like seven, maybe mm-hmm. eight. But I'm like, you know what? No, we're going to sit both of the girls down, talk to them. I think we, I don't even remember where we talked to him, where we were at. We were at some restaurant, but we had this talk and we were on the way to Hawaii. And both girls were like, we just basically used medical terms, non-medical Good. terms, just talk to them. They knew more than we thought. Yep. Both of them did. Interesting. And I'm like, well, if you ever have any questions, you can always come ask us. Good. Like, we'll always be honest. And like, they actually knew a lot more things than we thought they knew and I'd be like where'd you hear that school yeah Mm -hmm. so I do think you should talk to your kids at a younger age because if they're hearing that stuff in like third grade right I mean it could be spreading misinformation too and so it's interesting because in my human sexuality class the students who whose parents educated talked about it openly Mm -hmm. actually didn't engage in sex at an earlier age fascinating isn't that Mm -hmm. yes but it actually made a lot of sense because you're talking about it openly it's not a taboo subject it's not a stigma yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. to where kids are like oh what is that curiosity killed the cat so to speak so and we talked to the girls like I I had the you know the period talk with the girls early and I mean, even now, Kennedy's an eighth and they're doing health and every few weeks it's something different. Like they started talking about depression, anxiety, like they're going through it all. And so she's like, oh, they're having the sex talk. I'm like, you had that talk like three years ago. Yeah. So, she's like, I'm definitely going to that class yeah, today. Well, you know, then it's like in, they separate the boys and yeah, girls, but yeah. I'm sure they're like laughing. It's and juicy. Whatever. Yeah. Juicy info today. But something that I would recommend, like revisiting the talk because obviously they're in different developmental right, stage right one thing that we've talked about in my human sexuality is the social and emotional implications of engaging in sex yes kids do not think about mm-hmm. that right and so it's huge it's yeah. huge for girls their reputation their whole high school reputation yes. could be ruined for all four years That's right if if yeah. something gets out mm-hmm. if their privacy is shared and even rumors that aren't true yeah. right and so yeah. and then and you look at boys and it's a badge of honor. Yeah. It's a very different uh, like standard standard for yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Of course. You yeah. know, things haven't yeah, changed much there. <laughs> Double <laughs> but standard. It's true. I mean, I've had this conversation with my daughter, you know, and it's the truth. So moving on from that, what do you think uh, the characteristics of an emotionally healthy child are? Mm. What would you say they oh, were? This is a good or, one. I know. And how do you get them there? Yeah. They're not there. Emotionally healthy child. Well, 
Like, let's say you're in a grocery store, Carrie McCoy, and you're checking out, yeah. and there's this kid that's behind you, and he's with his mom. Let's just use a boy. Yeah. And, you know, he's he's doing some type of interaction with you, whether he's moving to the side of you, or, like, what are the things that you would just, like, thin slice and go, that's an emotionally healthy child? Mm. Or can you do that? Yeah. Well, I I don't. I think that, I think when I first was out of school, I would definitely <laughs> psychoanalyze everybody <laughs> got diagnosed like, around when you. We, when we interviewed the plastic surgeons were like okay so like do you sit down at dinner and you look at someone's face and you're like this this and they gave the very good pc answer but you know yeah, they, they do, do. <laughs> like if i could just yeah. get a hold of that nose yes. or like i mean it's true so i'm sure you like you it's yeah. innate like yeah I think automatically like pro-social skills. So like empathy, like thinking of others, conscientiousness, and that's usually actually taught mm -hmm. by the parents. So empathy is not usually something innate. It's usually learned, learned and promoted by the parents. Mm -hmm. So automatically emotionally healthy would be somebody that's able to try to put themselves in your shoes, a kid, you oh, know? Great. Yeah. That's good. I like that one. Yes. Check one for yeah, me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was Let's like, see. well, what are my kids have? <laughs> the other thing is probably being able to express their emotions freely. So anger, sadness, mm -hmm. all of the above, whatever they're feeling, they yes. are allowed to feel. Yeah, you know? and I feel like this generation were much better at applauding that. The versus like when we were kids, mm -hmm. it was like, well, don't cry, whatever you want, don't yeah. cry. I mean, yeah, in my true. family, we were all criers. We still are, but I know what the stigma is. It's like, well, boys don't cry, and you're yeah. not allowed to feel like mm -hmm. that, and and man up, and it's like, well. Right. Not really. You're human. You're we human. all have feelings. And to suppress that emotion, right, yeah. at, a, at a young age, it's going to come out somewhere. It, yes. Mm -hmm. It's detrimental. It right? is detrimental. Yep. So what, what are their things? Hmm. I would say at least having one, two good friends. It doesn't, you know, you don't mm -hmm. have to be the popular one, but an emotionally healthy child knows that there's, they can be independent and interdependent. Yeah. So mm -hmm. just having healthy friendships that yeah. you can tell that they communicate really well. My son and his girlfriend, actually, they have a great communication. Like they talk about things that mm -hmm. are, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it took me going to school to yes, do that. Right. <laughs> it's true. But they are emotionally healthy. And, yeah. Yeah. and I see that because they're able to bring things up. They're mm -hmm. able to establish boundaries mm -hmm. with yeah. one another. I just, I would say like being able to establish feelings, boundaries, like them being able to express and advocate for themselves, I think is probably an emotionally healthy child, how I would define it. Yeah. And boundaries are so big right now. Boundaries, yeah. I feel like... They're kind of like the in vogue mental health thing. Yeah. These boundaries. I know. Right? Therapists yeah. love that word. It's a buzz boundaries. Word. <laughs> it is, but it's true. And I don't think it's ever been talked about so much as it is right now in today's mm -hmm. day. Yep. It's boundaries are key. And what are boundaries? Yeah. And telling your child, like, I am not comfortable with that. And having these conversations are really key. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've all started the school year um, and we're well into it now. It's starting to be holiday holiday time and with our preteens and teenagers there's dances coming up mm. And I love the whole like homecoming and it's so fun. Mm, it and, I mean, our kids are a little young for that, but we have they other have friends. Dances, they have they, dances. They say that 
you don't go together. Right. Like you go right, as a you group. You go with your friends yeah. as a group. Which I love because yeah. I think the social pressure of yeah. having to have a boy. I do think there's pressures with the boys asking though. Because now it's like you've got to do it big. Oh my gosh. With the signs. With the signs. Yep. And then what if the boy that or, the, or I, sh- I don't want to be sexist or the girl asks you like, you know, girls can ask boys to dances or whatever. Right. We won't get into a pronoun thing. Just whoever can ask whoever to dance. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Let's just say. Yeah, it's whatever it is. Anyways, it, the pressure around doing it really big and did you do it creatively? It's true. And yeah. yeah. And then what if you want to say no, but then you feel obligated or well, obligated? I have asked about that. And what the kids have told me that uh, that we frequent through our friendships and everything is that if you don't want to go with somebody, you're supposed to tell your friends, then they leak it out. And then that goes to that person. So they don't ask you in a big way. <laughs> they leak it out. They leak it out. Because <laughs> wow. I was interested. I was like, what if someone doesn't want to go yeah, and you've gone yeah. through this whole thing? It's a good point. It's like a marriage proposal. Like <laughs> that's what it. That's what it seems. Yeah, right. Right. like the whole world is looking at you. It's so true. You better say yes. Yes, it's true. But there is this idea of like consent, right? Mm-hmm. There's like this theme that goes with boundaries. It's like consent is really big, and I think talking to our kids mm-hmm. about that, you don't have to do anything you're not yeah. comfortable mm-hmm. with, because that's the other thing I think is girls. At least, even when we were younger, there's like this unwritten rule that's told to us that in order to get a guy to like you, you pretty much do whatever they want. Right. And you know what I mean? And nobody ever directly told me that. But why don't we teach girls, you don't have to do anything that you don't want. And if you think that a guy has to do, you have to do whatever a guy wants you to do, that's not the person for you. Yeah, right. Right? Right. So, I mean, that is even like just creating boundaries and then giving them permission. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I always tell my girls... If you're ever in an uncomfortable situation, you can always blame me. Like, yes. oh, my mom's so horrible. She won't let me go to that party. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Or if they're ever in, and I've told my girls this, like, if they're ever somewhere that they shouldn't be at a party, whatever, they lied to me, and they're in an unsafe or uncomfortable situation, they need to call us. They Good. will not be in trouble for calling us Good. and they we will come and get them. Like, I don't want them to feel afraid to talk to us because I already feel like... How do I say this? I guess I'm a strong personality at no. home. No. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe. I know. But I'm, you are, but you're not. You're actually a dichotomy. You're a very strong personality, but you're also one of the softest personalities yeah. that your yeah. heart is very soft. But what I've had to learn is to not cut people off. Like, yeah, me and, too. And I do that to my kids. Me, and me I too. still do it. It's a work in progress. Like, they try to talk. And sometimes it's just them arguing back. And I'm a, I'm like, I'm not going to say it for the 20th time. The answer is no. Like, yeah. stop asking. And so I cut them off so they feel like they're almost stifled. Like, they can't say how they really feel. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do that to them. So I've had to learn, like, like shut my mouth mm-hmm. and just listen, even if the answer's still going to be no. Yeah. yeah. But... I don't want to like and travel tell me like you you need to listen to the kids or whatever you know or don't snap at them but I've had to learn and I'm still learning to just shut my mouth because if I cut them off all the time as they get older they're not going to tell me anything no I know me too so I just I try to listen and I'll say you know I've made a point to say I hear what you're saying to me I heard you 
Yeah. The answer is still no. And then they go launch back into why the answer shouldn't be no. But <laughs> I'm trying to like find a way. You're like, listen, we yeah. can like, nip this in the bud 30 minutes ago. Any way you ask me differently, the answer is still no. <laughs> yeah. But I try to say like, I heard you. Good. I hear what you're saying. But it's hard. I like that. I heard like, you. I heard what like, you're saying. So I, and I do, I want them to talk to me. And part of that is like when I pick them up from school, how was your day? Fine. No, that's not a conversation. Put your phone down. Tell yeah. me one good and one bad. And it, I know they're annoyed, but, you know. Well, and what are the what are the pick up from school questions we should ask? I don't know if we ever got a definitive answer yeah. on that. <laughs> I just think open-ended questions. Yeah. Like you said, what was the highlight of the day? What was the low point? Mm-hmm. Um, who did you talk to? What did you learn in class? You yeah. know, and they will. They'll roll their eyes and be like, I don't remember. Yeah. But it's just you're, you're trying to teach them. I, I want to stay connected with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard though. Like 13 is a really, Ugh. it's a really weird age. It's hard. <laughs> like it, it goes is. from liking me one minute mm-hmm. to I'm the worst person on the planet to the next to yeah. laughing to crying. I mean, it's all over the map yeah. and it's hard. And I just try, like I was telling my husband the other night, I try to just take little situations is learning like a learning point like when one of the girls didn't get on the team she wanted you can use this is you know because then she felt like she wasn't good enough to make any team and you know she's been practicing and you know the reality is the people who are making the team have done this for a while so yeah. they have years on her where she wanted to do cheer and dancing for the last two years or cheer and drama not dance but i just told her i said you can let this tell you you're not good enough or you can put your basically feet to the pavement and you can do the work and you can do this. And I even told her, I said, I will put you in private lessons. Well, I didn't know how much private lessons were before I offered this. Last night, but it's, uh, I told her, I said, I will pray, pay for private lessons. I will put you in clinics, but I can't want this for you more than you want it. Good. And you have to put the work in. Yep. Like I will front the money. You mm-hmm. front the work. Yeah. And so she, she I've never seen her sweat as much as her private <laughs> lesson last night, but it was good. And she was exhausted when she left. Oh, good for her. And I was like, okay. She's like, how many days do you want to do? Well, huh, see you Thursday. <laughs> but for her, I said, I would do it as long as she's not complaining. I feel like she's thankful and she's yep. working hard. But and it's something she really wants. It is something she, if she really wants it, she will put the work in. That's but right. Teaching her like life skills too. Yeah. Like if our worth isn't dependent on if we make something or not. Yeah, right. How bad do you want it? I love that. You our worth isn't dependent on something if we make it or not. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Well, and that's what I tell her. And I try to use it as like, you know, medical school was really hard for her dad. I'm yeah. sure there were times he wanted to quit. Yep. PA school was hard. There were multiple times I wanted to quit, but I always told her, listen, life is hard. (laughs) Life is hard. Life is hard. But this is what I told her the other day. I said, the time is going to pass by anyway. This time next year, the time will pass to next year. That's so right. So you could either be doing something good or you can stay the same. That's right. Or quit. Yes. And then if you quit, you're never going to be good at anything. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been, a, it's been a rough week. And it's interesting you're having that, um, that situation in your family. And in our family, it's completely the opposite. And I've talked to Brandy about this before, but you know, and actually, I guess I could talk about it publicly because I talk about it all the time. But <laughs> like our son, he, he hates swimming. And he's in swim. Okay, I'll use this as an example because I think it's a diff- it's a complete dichotomy to what you're experiencing. Yeah. 
And I'm sure there are parents, if it's happening to us, it's happening to somebody else. Absolutely. But he is very talented in it and he does so well. He hates it and he only <laughs> likes to compete. He does not like to practice mm. and he some some days are better than others, but sometimes we're pulling teeth like, no, you're going to practice. He even offered us money last week to not go to practice. <laughs> I that swear to God. Witty. I swear to God. Go, Jack. He offered us $100 out of his $100? own money. Yes. That's to a not lot of money over. to not go to swim. Wait, how is he getting all this money? Well, I he know. saves his money. Over He's years. a little old man, okay? In every aspect of his life, he saves his money. Reed gets it, and she's like, I'm buying up. I'm buying this. I have to go to Ulta. Uh, Jack, he saves and he saves and he saves. And um, what he, does he hate about swimming? I'm everything. Really? Okay. Carrie, what do I do? Let's let's psychoanalyze me. Yeah. What do I do here? Because you make honestly, him go. Well, that's what I've been doing. And yeah. my husband, too. We're both at because here's the other thing. He's a great student and he's gifted in this area of his life. Yeah. I started last week to go after the money was thrown in our face. <laughs> and I, I honestly you know, almost well, took it. I was like, well, hundred bucks. I mean, just for one practice. Right. Wow. You really don't want to go tonight. <laughs> I'll make it too. And you can stay home. Exactly. <laughs> But I was like, you know, do I took a completely different angle than I've taken with him before. And I was like, okay, here's the deal. You are very gifted in this. Do you know that there are kids who would love to be in a pool or have the health or whatever it is to be in your situation? Yeah. And you need to think about that and be grateful for that. And I've had a lot of parents that have had kids go through high school or whatever it is. I like have your child stick with one thing. Just stick with one thing. Yeah. Stick with one thing because they get to these high school ages or even middle school and these kids don't have a chance. They're yeah. just like they've been training their whole life like Olympic athletes right. and like there is no place for a newbie. Yeah. And that's very socially difficult. Yeah. It is. So like your experience and that's on what Ken yeah, right. That's what she's and experiencing. And us too. And actually, Jack has gone back and forth. He's gone to baseball. He's gone to swimming. Swimming just clicked like this. It was like, mm. boom, you know, and he's pretty athletic. It's not yeah. that. It, it's just this, his body frame, his feet, His he has huge feet and he's built like a string bean. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? He's got automatic flippers. Yes. flippers. flippers. Yeah. That, how old is he? He's 12. Okay. I thought he was probably Going on 12. 70. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, we used, I was going to tell you this the other day, we used Jack the other day. Oh, no. Because, you know, Trav picks him up. He hops in the car after school. How's your day? Jack's like, oh, it was great. It was just so good. Like, so happy. And then we even get here and I walk in the back and he's sitting here doing homework. Kennedy's over here, I don't know, rolling around. Like, And I'm like, Jack, how was your day? Like, how was your test? Because that was the day he yeah. said he was worried about his test. And he's like, oh, you know, it was so easy. Like, I just, it was fine. And I'm like, oh, are you doing your homework? And I'm like, he's like, yeah. And so so we left and the girls were having a terrible attitude, both of them, mm. like at the same time. <laughs> and Trav said, you know what I appreciate? I appreciate Jack getting in my car, having a positive attitude. Like he's just thankful. Like he yeah. loves the school he goes to. He loves, you know, there's a million kids that would love to go to private school that can't. And so, and you guys are just having bad attitudes. So he's like, you need to be more like Jack Stillings. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> They're not going to want to ride home with him anymore. <laughs> Make him he, is that, he is that kid, but he has this 
He did. What should I do, Carrie? Okay. Do I make him go to swim or do I not? I'm going well, to anyways, even no matter I, what you said. <laughs> I just want to hear how bad are we damaging him? So I think the thing is, is I think kids should be involved in something. And, and my boys were always really athletic. And so like sports just naturally kind of was their thing. Mm-hmm. But I do agree by the time you're like 12, 13, you probably need to decide what you're like mm-hmm. kind of interested in. Because you're right. Like if you started at five, you're going to be way ahead when when you join a high school team or something like that. But I don't care if it's guitar lessons. You have to be involved with something. I would really, really... Even if you like send him a text, my boys always did better when I either text them, actually Instagram DM. I don't know why <laughs> text they wouldn't answer me. Really? But it's like I had to find that is my way so funny. To, to communicate with them. So it was always Instagram DM, and then that's how we would have really big conversations. So I'm thinking maybe give him time, send him a text, or figure it out. Maybe even in person, and just say, look. I'm really trying to consider your feelings on not liking swim. I want you to be involved with something. So I want you to take some time and think about how much you want to be in swim, (laughs) (laughs) why you don't want to be in swim and what else are you going to do then to mm-hmm. stay involved? Because that can be detrimental when they don't have yeah. a sense of belonging, yeah. especially mm-hmm. in high school. The the consequences are just not good. And right. I heard the swim coach is really good at the high school. Oh, we did too. And he loves to compete. Like when he yeah. goes to the swim meets, he loves it. But the day-to-day practice is not not his thing. Maybe tell him at the practices to compete with himself. Do better than the time he got last time. Yeah. See if he can do it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a competition with yourself. When he threw the money at us last week, my <laughs> husband and I looked at us like, oh boy. I just This is new. <laughs> is there more, like, I guess what I'm trying to suggest is, is there more information that he's not telling you? Because I thought that too. Yeah. And then we went and sat, because his practices are like two hours long and they're really, they're just hard. Yeah, rigorous. They're hard. They're rigorous. They're, yeah. I mean, these kids, what they can do, it's incredible. I'm and sure. I. I see that with dance lessons and mm-hmm. gymnastics and these children are amazing. They go to school all day, then they go to practice and then they come home, they do their homework. Uh, it was not as rigorous when we were kids Mm-mm. to do what these kids are doing today. Yeah. And what I have seen, um, what m- my husband and I have noticed is that a lot of our friends whose kids have graduated from high school and they've moved on to college, they've had these schedules of school structure, practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, on the weekend, it's you're, you're free you know it's your two time um i'll let you play video games i'll let you watch war movies yeah. i'll let you do a lot of what you want after your chores are done yeah. but these kids who have had these rigorous schedules they go to college and it's like oh my gosh this freedom. is freedom yeah. it's so easy because mm-hmm. i'm not some some of them do continue in the sports world but some of them don't and then yeah. they just have to focus on their studies and i don't know i think it's a good I think it's a good system, but I don't know, which is why I'm asking you about it for free. (laughs) What if if you just asked him and maybe got him to think about actually quitting? Uh Maybe he would realize and come back to it and say... It is a part of who I am. Yeah, you know what maybe. I mean? Mm-hmm. But if he was in, like my son, uh, 
played soccer all his life. He did other sports, but he played lacrosse all four years and he practiced every single day. I mean, he gave it his all. And Mm -hmm. so like, I'm not, I think that he can do something different. Mm -hmm. And if, if he really puts his mind to it, then I think he could do a a different sport. My son did really well for, for never playing Mm -hmm. lacrosse in his life. Now he's in college. They don't offer lacrosse. He's trying out for wrestling. Really? And he's never done. I mean, maybe when he was like five, we had him go to like wrestling yeah. practice. That's it. Interesting. But he a, sounds like a natural born athlete. He really is. Yeah. But I would have never go no. into a brand new sport. Mm-hmm. That is so <laughs> interesting. I the risks. Right? <laughs> yeah. That is, it's kind of scary. Like, it do is. you get hurt with that? Right. Yeah. But. I, I I love his personality. And so I guess what I'm asking is like, really check in with Jack and just see like where he's at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because maybe even just the fact that you're listening to him and really honing in, that may be all he needs. Yeah, maybe. Okay, you know we're I mean? going to cross our fingers yeah. with that. <laughs> I'll, I'll back, circle please. back with yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> making sure that we're on task but here. One question I would say that is a really good question to ask your kids whether they're having really big feelings or not, is what do you need from me? What is it that you need from me? Because that will get them to think, well, what do I need from from my parents? I love that. What do you need from me? What do you need from me? Like even in regards to your son and and swimming, what do you need from me in regards to to swimming? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And he might be like, well, just think about it. Yeah. Because if they say, I don't need anything, really? You sure about yeah. that? You know? And, and that's probably the first answer you're going to get. Nothing. Yeah. Right. I don't need anything yeah. from you. I'm like, really? You'd be on the streets <laughs> if it wasn't for me. <laughs> well, and that's a good question to ask for them socially, too, yeah. at school. like, Because yeah. there's different things, right? And then one other thing that we hadn't gotten to is the romantic relationships. Mm. I And we have a mutual friend, and I took what she said one day to me and it was very I thought her her statement was so interesting she had talked about one of her kids having a relationship and then they broke up and then she felt like the 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 time after they broke up was so difficult for her child she the next time she said I, I, you are not ready to be in an emotional relationship and I am not allowing you to yeah and these they're having real feelings they're yeah. they're not just because they're young or they're just like us yeah. they're having real feelings they yeah. love somebody they don't love them yeah. they're hurt by them or they're you know lit up by them yeah. it's all the same feelings that we have yes and how to handle that yeah I think yeah I, it's a good question I mean based on our own values and beliefs I mean I even asked some teenagers like what do you think is a good age to start dating a lot of them said high school right Mm -hmm. high school is okay Mm -hmm. but then a lot of them said like 16 when they Mm -hmm. can like have some freedom to drive okay but I think it depends on again the child the the parent the relationship but that is the problem if they break up I mean breakups are freaking Mm -hmm. hard they are yeah they're hard and to teach them that this is life and people are very Capable people are, are allowed to leave a relationship if yeah. they are not happy. Yeah. Yep. They are absolutely allowed. Do it. 
I kind of go with the perspective is do it classy, do it the way you should do it. I mean, I haven't done it my whole life the right way. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to teach them the right way to do it. And it's like, leave it where you can still be friends and you can still have a friendship um, if you choose to. But just say, I am, I am, I I need to leave this relationship and this is why. Or I I thought to myself, man, if we get Carrie in here again, I got to ask her about this because. Well, this goes back to social and emotional implications, Mm -hmm. because that's another thing you can talk to your kids about is, you know, your values and beliefs and talk about those. But the the truth is, is a lot of adolescents are having sex. And so you don't want to turn a blind eye. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about the safety, consent. The emotional implication is if this is somebody that you want it to be special, you may also feel like you're in love with them because you you had sex. Mm -hmm. And so you need to be aware that you're going to have this attachment to them. And, you, you know, I think of like a situation maybe where the girl wants to be liked by the guy and so she does this act with him he doesn't even care about her like Mm -hmm. the emotional implications Mm -hmm. of I gave them something and it was broken yeah it's just heart-wrenching so talking to them about it and I I think it was good that the mother said you're not ready for it Mm -hmm. like it was a test but you're right. They're going to have big feelings no yeah. matter what. I think they have really big feelings. Big yeah. feelings. That's what we're calling this episode yeah. is big feelings. Big feelings. You know, and the one question that I had is because I have one daughter that's super good about talking about how she feels. She's not afraid to let her friends know how she feels. If there's an issue, she goes straight to the source. My other daughter is afraid. She's afraid to say anything. And I always tell her, like, you can't be a doormat. Yeah. You can't, you, if you let people run over you, you won't stand up for how you feel, but she just won't. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you navigate through that? Because, I mean, she's had some friends say really mean things to her. She's had, you know, friends do mean things. Like, and like, I always tell her, like, in a relationship, you have to have a voice. Like, yeah. You have to be able to say if someone hurt your feelings, that someone hurt your feelings. But she's too afraid if she says that. Uh, well, and it takes fun of her or not be her to do that. It's scary. It yeah. But Harper, if she has an issue, she just marches right up there. She <laughs> goes straight to She'll the source you. and she will say, what is this about? Yeah. But Kennedy will not. She will, like, I've a few times made her by text when someone was saying something, I made her text back and I said, if you do not, I will call the mom. Yeah. And she's crying like and it wasn't even anything mean it's just like that kind of was crappy like you hurt my feelings she's almost like conflict aversive that's how I feel and she will always give in to Harper because she doesn't want to fight yeah so and Harper's the little sister so how do you navigate kids when they're like that because I do feel like those are the kids that can be more apt to be peer pressured to do things because they're afraid someone won't like them. Yes. Well, I just think because that that is going to be her lesson. And that that's the tough thing yeah. about parenting is we want to fix it for them. We want to protect them from everything naturally. Yeah. But they, we, we can't. Yeah. Uh-uh. And we also know that like this is their journey and they have their own lessons just like we do. Yeah. But, what you know, I think you're already both of you are doing an amazing job just of what you've told me. But I think listening to her really asking her and then what I would do is ask her so what's the worst thing that would happen if you did bring that up to them because in her mind she probably has that conflict Mm -hmm. is like bad yeah right but what she doesn't realize is that the more that you do it and practice it the easier it's gonna get because she has to have a voice right yeah Yeah. 
It's oh, teenagers. <laughs> I know. When are they going to college? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but then it's sad I because them. I literally no, I think about that. Oh, like, I do too. Five years. Kennedy's not going to want to like... Go so fast. Like, hang out with me. She's going to have her own life. Well, yeah. that's what Carrie and I were talking about before you got in here. It was like this meme that said, um, I'm not making empty nesters. I'm launching birds. Yes. <laughs> so we're trying to launch some birds here yeah. the right way. And man, is it hard. Maybe we just put like a little string on them. Bird so launching. <laughs> then they do something bad. We reel them back in. But it, it really goes. <laughs> push them back out. Bye, birdie. It goes back to relationships, though. If we can have a strong healthy relationship with our kids and then it looks different in adolescence when they're little we're trying to teach them say please say thank you you know establish rules and boundaries with adolescence we're guiding them but they have to make mistakes there was a saying that I heard a long time ago and it really resonated you give teenagers enough rope to trip over not enough to hang themselves okay that's good right okay i'm gonna remember that yes Yes. it's hard though it It is hard hard. and uh, lately i've been like okay can i step in here or should i step in here and i Mm. i actually carry i because sometimes i'll overstep and i'll like i think i overpower over parent i can do that too over whatever And lately I'm trying to be like, okay, I'm just going to let that go. I'm going to see what they do. And, yeah. and but it's hard. It's it hard so to watch hard. your kids struggle. Yeah, I watched. Imagine if we always fixed everything for them or picked up their struggles, then they don't even learn that they can like navigate yeah, it. Right? I know. And that's, that's where I'm like, okay, they're getting really, they're getting old Yeah, yeah. and they've got to learn these things and sometimes falling, like you said, yep. okay, like, let's just to see what yeah. happens and that is not my personality so it's, it's hard. not mine either and it's hard but I remember Pastor Matt talking about a sermon on a Sunday and he said if you want to ruin your kids don't ever let them struggle like they will yeah. not know how to function as an adult yeah. that's true and it's true but then it's like oh in the minute it's like, the mama oh. bear yeah, yeah it's hard yeah. so yeah. it's hard well Carrie that was super informative as always and Carrie will be back on with us she is going to be one of our RG collaborators um, on our for our mental health um, area of our lifestyle brand and we are super excited about that yeah so, maybe the listeners can let us know what yeah. they want to hear yeah, yeah. that's, what that's I just a great idea we'll put out a thing when we know you're coming and either a subject or questions whatever yeah. you want but I think that will be good because I think there's so many I, I don't think we're the only two parents Right. And well, no. I have so many more questions, but we're out of time. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Wait, so. you can't save all your questions for next time. No, we can't go on no, the subject. No, but we have our next meeting coming up that we're already you 15 minutes late for. So, but uh, I'm going to get you a appointment with Carrie I for know. Christmas. I would love that. Please. <laughs> all my friends Can are getting counseling this year. Well, I'm sure they we might get offended. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think know. our group would love it. I, I, I love counseling. I love it. I mean, I'm here for it. Yes. But yes, yeah, so Carrie's going to be one of our contributors coming up in the next year. And we're super excited for that. And many more talks with Carrie. So we will put out a thing, a little statement on IG maybe, mm-hmm. and see what you guys are interested in hearing more about or subjects that um, have to do with mental health, uh, whether it's teens or yourself or marriage. We'll cover it all. So thank you, Carrie. Thank you. Thank Have you. a great day, everyone.